Yes, guys, so to celebrate the launch of the Anxiety Coach podcast, I'm running a giveaway. And so if you want to be in the chance of winning a revitalized program journal and logbook, which is something that every person who comes into the revitalized program gets as a gift, essentially. If you want this for free, then or to be entered into the competition to win, then please leave a rate, a review, and share the podcast on any social platform that you that you use. Thanks, guys. Much love, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Yes, guys, I hope we're all well, and welcome back to the second episode of the Anxiety Coach podcast with myself, Ewan Williams. Um, solo episode today and we're going to be talking and looking into and inside the mind of an anxiety sufferer. A quick chat on that really um, and hopefully things resonate with you and you get a few aha moments. And then we're going to look at one thing that we can do to help us bring us us or ourselves out of our minds because that's where we are when we're anxious we're very up here in our minds pulled around by every thought that we have and take us into our body the sensations inside of our body without you know the mind that runs away alongside that that makes sense which I know is a huge thing for people and those of you that may struggle with health anxiety in particular which is something that I actually really really struggled with um, in my past uh, when I was um, at uni which I know you are aware of if you've listened to episode one Um, but yeah let's uh, let's kind of just talk through a little bit of a day or a morning um, in the life of an example of someone who may struggle with with anxiety. Okay, and so a lot of the time we wake up, we instantly have this feeling of unease, feeling of overwhelm, and a feeling that although we may have been to sleep for a full night, the feeling that we haven't slept at all. Because that sleep hasn't been restful. Because our or your nervous system has been so jacked up, you haven't managed to get into that restful state of deep sleep. And so with someone who has health anxiety, for example, we could wake up and then instantly search our body for that symptom. Maybe, you know, feeling that heartbeat in your stomach. Maybe your eyelids been twitching for a few days and your mind, your thoughts are instantly drawn to, is that symptom still there? And then if it is, that then causes us to spiral into that 
kind of catastrophic thinking of essentially is that symptom still there what is it does this mean i'm dying have i got xyz disease and this is exactly it with anxiety is that it causes us to spend the majority and pretty much all of our time up in our head trying to make sense of everything and trying to create that certainty and figure everything out within our experience and that's why we create these stories around a bodily sensation or a bodily symptom because we crave and we need that certainty even if that certainty means we have cancer or we're dying or we have motor neuron disease and that was certainly the case for me when I was struggling with health anxiety um, another example for someone who struggles with social anxiety and actually the underlying feeling of needing to be accepted and feeling you know rejected in the past is massively where that comes from um, in my experience that we may wake up thinking about an encounter or a scenario that we had the day before or even a few years ago um, and we keep replaying how we looked how we stood how we thought in that scenario did we sound stupid And we do all this constant analysing to then say, oh, okay, well, this is what I need to do next time. And the reason that we do all this analysing throughout our days, um, you know, for example, we manage to get ourselves to work feeling tired feeling that sense of unease and uncertainty we manage to get ourselves there we may be you know running a little late because we couldn't we couldn't get out of bed and then those thoughts go through our head like i'm going to be late what's everyone going to think of me and then when we're there we've told ourselves so many times oh i'm going to be myself today I'm just gonna speak my mind and be confident in front of others however when we're there we get to work we want to speak to that person that we want to talk to or have that conversation with our boss um, and we can't do it it's almost like we regress back into that person that we said we wouldn't be and that's because when we're in that situation where something inside of us has been kind of triggered, we don't, we can't think rationally. And so then we repeat that behavior and that pattern of, you know, not speaking our mind, people pleasing. And this is still on, you know, the social anxiety example people pleasing saying yes 
to things that we don't really want to say yes to. But then also saying no to things that we kind of want to do, like go out to that social situation. Um, but we know how we're going to feel when we're there. And so we avoid that feeling. And then we create these stories in our mind. And these kind of reasons not to do that thing. If that makes sense. And we may just have that general sense of anxiety. You know, we can be okay within social situations. We're not, you know, super in our minds and anxious about our health. But we may just have that sense of unease in the world and we may be a worrier. People may call us a worrier. And so that we're constantly thinking of every small to huge thing that could could go wrong. And so a common example which I hear is from mothers who have children, teens that are going out, gonna go out and like hang out with their mates. And there's all of these what ifs around the safety of their child. Are they gonna be naughty? Are they gonna be causing trouble? What are they getting up to? Which is, you know, totally okay because you care. You care about your child and you want them to be safe and and not to cause trouble. But we create these scenarios in our minds based on a feeling within our body or as a reaction to the feeling in our body. And it's it's habitual, it's a habitual reaction and it's a reaction there to essentially protect us from that, that feeling. So if you think of, you know, these thoughts as a dragon and feelings locked in your body are like a treasure chest which your dragon is sitting on top of and that dragon is you know your subconscious mind or your ego or your inner child if you want to call it that is there to protect you from feeling those hurt feeling those horrible feelings of rejection uncertainty with your health. Potentially not feeling enough or not worthy to be a parent. Which is why you may come up with all these worries 
and anxious thoughts around the safety of your child or whether they're going to cause trouble or not and you can then judge potentially yourself you can blame yourself or the world around you and you can then shame as well for example if you, you know tell yourself that you're going to be different in a social situation and you kind of revert back into your normal normal self which you said you weren't going to be you know if you have social anxiety maybe you know you start mind blanking you start blushing you start not being able to put sentences together properly or you're just really quiet and you avoid the situation then all this kind of guilt and shame and blame can come in and actually they will I don't think we can go through life without having those thoughts because that protector is always going to be there that part of us that wants to protect us by kind of diverting attention into the mind and away from the uncomfortable bodily sensations is there to protect us and it's actually our job as people who want to I'm assuming you want to because you're listening to this you want to overcome you want to conquer you want to not let anxiety run your life this is where we have to realize that those thoughts are not us we are not our anxious thoughts we don't have anxiety we experience it we are not it if that makes sense but going back to the health and the social anxiety we may look for answers on google we may look for answers on social media or support from others and read all these things maybe even sign up for some courses online maybe sign up for some therapy maybe listen to me chatting shite on this podcast <laughs> for however long in the hope that they will solve your problems or i i will solve your problem they're great they're great to give you tools they're great to give you you know knowledge and actually inspiration the only person who can solve your problems thing who can solve your problems is yourself by taking that action on those tools on those things you learn and actually by taking action and listen to listening to this right now is great it means you want to listen to it and you want to do something differently And I love that. And so feel free to pop me a message, leave us a comment. 
of how this has been for you, whether anything's resonated, whether anything's helped. Um, but just reverting back to that is that we can look everywhere and anywhere externally for that thing or those things or the person or the environment, which we often do is we change jobs, we move house, we change partners, we buy a dog to change how we're feeling internally. And sometimes it does for a bit. But unless we change that internal and that stimulus within the body, where that stored emotion or that stored feeling is, all these external things that we look for or change or do, they're kind of like a boomerang. And eventually that boomerang is going to come back. Now we can do and learn all the tools, all these mindset tools, um, get that support from others, which is amazing and fantastic. However, until we do that internal work and we actually take action on the tools that we can do to regulate our nervous system, then that boomerang will keep coming back. Yeah, it may take longer to come back, but it will come back. And that anxiety and those feelings of unease, uncertainty. And so we're gonna go through something right now. Um, to help, to help us bring that awareness into our body and just be with our body and that sensation within it. And yeah, our mind will then want to take us places, thoughts um, about the sensation, thoughts about some point in the day or your life or the future. If we can bring ourselves back to that sensation and stay there with that sensation, it may get more intense and that's okay. That's what allows us to process and to essentially metabolize that energy stuck in the body. Um, or another, another more scientific way of explaining that is that's how we're going to help to regulate our nervous system so that it's not, you know, almost constantly stuck in this yellow or red zone, which we'll chat about in a future future podcast so for now guys what I want us to do is close your eyes and put your left hand in the air 
and then just bring your awareness to the sensations of your left hand. Maybe some temperature, maybe some tingling, heat, fuzzy. But just have a think. Are you aware of more sensations in that left hand now? You're putting your attention and your awareness on it. Now let's put our left hand down, put our right hand in the air. And now just direct your awareness to that right hand. And notice those sensations. Just label them whatever it might be. And just stay with them, stay with those sensations. But can you notice how I didn't have to explain to you what awareness was. You just knew how to do it. It was kind of innate. And we all have that. We all have that ability. Every animal has that kind of ability to put our awareness in an instant onto anything. And that is the one key thing that we can do to help us conquer and overcome anxiety. Is actually shifting awareness and doing a little less, a little less thinking. A little less trying to solve every single puzzle of ourselves. And when we do that, and when we can get to the root of that for a lot of the things that are essentially causing us to be in our, our mind, which generally comes from past conditioning, pretty much most of the, most of the time, comes from past conditioning. The more we can do that and build a practice around that, the more things are going to let go. The more things that are actually going to come up and signal to our nervous system that actually we're okay, we're safe. And process that stuck energy, that stuck emotion that kind of froze in our body. Um in the past. Um, so yeah guys, I hope that's helped. I hope that has, you know, resonated with some of you and that you will practice that awareness, bringing that awareness to sensations within the body because that is 
that is the stem and that is where anxiety essentially comes from it's a way of keeping us safe from these hurtful sensations that are stored within the body from our past and so anxiety is actually a coping mechanism one that served us in the past but it doesn't now and it doesn't have to and with action on these things you can and I know we can work through them and we can learn to know that we are not our anxiety anxiety is something that we just experience And so, guys, I hope that helped. Leave a comment, a review, um, and, yeah, pop me a message. Follow me on Instagram, the.anxiety.coach, for some more videos and things like that on healing anxiety, conquering anxiety, and living a more empowered life. I um, hope that helps, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode cheers thank you guys for listening i really really appreciate it and if this resonated with you in particular and you'd like to hear more about the revitalized program and the coaching program that i run in helping guys and girls be in the best physical and mental shape of their lives conquering anxiety and living an empowered life then please hit the link in the podcast description fill out the application and i'll i'll be in touch asap thank you